Japan is full of history, both factual and mythological, and we want to share these stories with you. I will be jumping around the history of Japan to find stories both interesting and fantastical. I'm your host, Thomas. And I'm your co-host, Heather. We've both lived in Japan now for over two years and have learned so many interesting tales to tell. We'll also be reading a Japanese song or poem for you in Japanese, and we'll discuss the poet and meaning behind these songs. And with that out the way, Heather, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's go. Because I am super quiet. Yeah, you should just just make friends with the microphone. Be really close like, friends. No, because then I get too close and I head burning. Like, oh, that sounds nice. I'm like, mm. <laughs> okay, whatever. <sighs> and if sound quality in the same room, it's like, oh, it's so it's so different when we each have our own microphone, but being in the same place at the same time, it's a whole other set of logistics. <laughs> True, but it's also kind of exciting. But you're actually I here know, today like, for the you. first it's time cool. we're recording together, which is super nice. <laughs> uh, but you are only here for a quick trip. I am this so trip. So who knows when we'll do this again. <laughs> I know. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Future goals. We'll you got to come visit me next time. So, you know. Yeah, I can come down to Hiroshima. Yeah. Sure. We need to go out On to the, the next castle. holiday or something. Also, there's a spider in your room, I just noticed. Oh, I think he's gone now. You don't mind spiders, do you? I am not a fan, but as long as he stays over there and uh, he doesn't come over here, if you hear screaming in the podcast, I found the spider. Okay. Normally, they stay on the wall, so I think you'll be okay. Okay, good. Yay, Japan summer. <laughs> so, today I wanted to go back to mythology. Okay. Um, we've had two episodes of actual history, so I thought some make-believe would be interesting and change it up a bit. So the story today comes from a document known as the Izumo Fudoki, um, which describes the old province of Izumo in Japan. Where, where's the old province of Izumo? <laughs> okay, so Izumo would be in what is today Shimane Prefecture. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, now, this particular document, this fudoki, is useful as it mentions several myths that aren't mentioned in like the Kojiki or the Nihongi, which we've mentioned before. Yeah. Um, but sadly, this fudoki is quite fragmentary, so a lot of these myths that are unique to it are mm -hmm. actually incomplete, which is kind of sad. But luckily, the one I want to tell you today is complete. So we kind of lucked out with today's story. In this story, there was a god or a spirit known as Yatsukamezu Omitsuno. Now, this god, which is like is pretty much neglected in the Kojiki and Nihongi, um, has no stories attributed to him. He's only mentioned in those documents once, where he's described as a fifth-generation descendant mm. of a god known as Susuno. Uh, Susuno being the brother of Amaterasu, the sun goddess. Oh. A lot of people think that this god in particular is most likely a water deity of some kind, with the Omitsu in his name probably meaning something like large water or lots of water. And the f his first name, Yatsukamezu, translating to something like many measurements of water. Oh. Now, 
this god lives in the province of Izumo, but as he's living there, he finds a place not to his liking. He believes that the province is too small, and he wants to make it bigger. He wants more land for himself and the people who live there. We've got Omitsu, so, you know, he's already got big in his name, so... Exactly. He's, he's got the big large. water, he wants the big land as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the story itself, he's known to um, say the country of Izumo, of the many clouds rising, is a land like a pile of narrow cloth. First, the land was made small, therefore it ought to be sown larger. So the spirit starts thinking what he can do, how he can make the land bigger. So in the end, his eyes turn towards different areas that he can take land from. And one of these areas is the land of Scylla. And he also sees that it's an area that is has too much land. They have land to spare. Where's Scylla? Okay, so Scylla at this time was the name for... Was the old name for Korea. Oh, okay. Oh. So what he does, like ultimately he takes the land and attaches it to Uzumo to increase the land size. But he's unhappy with this, so he then proceeds to find three other places which he deems has too much land and does the exact same thing. He takes the land from there and adds it to his own province. And these three places were known as Saki Country, Yonami Country, and the Tsutsuke. Where were those places? Uh, I like how you paused and looked at me because yeah, you knew was like, it was coming. I thought you were going to ask. I saw you twitch. So <laughs> I did some research into this. And for Saki country, at least, scholars believe that the area may refer to the Oki Islands. And the Oki Islands we previously mentioned on episode one as one of the first eight islands that were born uh, from the two gods, Izanami and Izanagi. But in particular, from the island chain, they think that Saki country was the specific island called Naka Island, so the middle island. For Yonami country, this is one that's quite contended. They're not sure where it could be. But again, some feel that it could be a part of the Oki Islands. However, some people also say that it could just be specific areas from the Shimane Peninsula. Now, the final one, the Tsutsu Cape, um, is referred to have been in the area known as Koshi. Koshi was a large swathe of land in Japan from the middle of Honshu northwards. Oh, okay. Um, but to narrow this down, there is, at least in the southern section of this large area, there is a peninsula called the Noto Peninsula. And on this peninsula, there is a cape called the Suzu Cape. And they think that name of Suzu was taken and changed to Sutsu. So it's possible that that is the area where the land was taken from to add to Azumo because of the similarity in the names. Hmm. He's found these areas of land that he wants to steal for himself. So how does he go about it? At least according to the story, he achieves this by taking a giant hoe, which is said to be in the shape of a young girl's chest. So implying it is very flat. Um, (laughs) And then he takes the hoe and he thrusts it down into the gills of a large fish. The fish here being the name to represent these different islands. Because he's potentially a god of water, it's in a way related to him not digging up land. He's like fishing for land. So the land is referred to as fish. What he does, he tears off the land or he grabs the fish with his tool and then slowly ever so slowly grabs the land and pulls it towards Izumo province and then he stitches it all together to increase the area of the province. Fish. 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 
What about the fish? I don't know. <laughs> so he's using uh, flat tools to gather them all together, but the imagery used is of fish. I have all these fish I've now gathered, now I'm sewing all the land together. So what what area? This is in um, Shimane Prefecture now. Yes. It's definitely an interesting image in the fact that he's using a farming tool to go digging for land, but the land is given the metaphor or imagery of a fish, and then he captures the fish by digging them up, and instead of then just placing them on the edges of his land, these fishes are sewn together to increase his land. So it's very interesting imagery. Um, I don't think it quite works. I don't think I understand I understand the symbolism with him being a water deity and things like that. It's yeah. just a very interesting. There's a lot of contradictions that don't quite piece together when you think about it. I'm wondering if the story's a little bit different in Japanese if it, there's some of the imagery makes a little bit more sense like if there's some uh, there's some historical things that we aren't aware of that would make sense in the because I mean trying to picture like sewing a fish together to be, land that's a fish that you then sew together and then it comes back into, I'm guessing. So I'm wondering if there's some kind of imagery that we just aren't aware of. Yeah, there's like some old imagery that back, like we mentioned with the poetry on the last episode, you mentioned certain places it can conjure certain imagery. So perhaps the idea of the mentioning of a fish actually meant something else in old Japanese. That's actually an interesting thought which I didn't think to look into. So I think I'll definitely do some more research on that and come back to this, maybe at a later date. Because uh, I was reading as well, there is some debates, potentially, like they, this may be based on historical events mm. or like archaeological events. So oh. I was thinking of doing a later episode where we cover the potential historical side of this. So maybe in that one, we can figure out and answer that question that you just asked. Yo, what about all the fish? Yeah. Oh, because the islands of Japan were formed by volcanic activity for the most part, right? For the most part, yes. But how that somehow turns into fish, I have no idea. idea. Yeah. If you find, in, in the course of your research, if you find a picture of this, I would love to see that. If not, uh, if you ever get into art, I think you should try to depict this in picture form because I think someone needs to put a visual on how you would sew fish together to make more. Land. I think I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, I'm hoping there's some art somewhere. Yeah, I'll have to look into that as well. It would make an interesting picture to go with the show notes for today mm -hmm. if it was true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a very short myth for today. But I'd just like to say that this episode is going to be a shorter one, as will the next two, because mm -hmm. I will be on holiday, but we still want to give you an episode every week. Next week, we'll do an episode on different Japanese superstitions, and then the week after will be an episode just from Heather. And Heather, what will you be doing? I am going to try to be doing a ghost story. Okay, that sounds interesting. And why a ghost story in summer? Oh, so in Japan, ghost stories are told by the campfire. Because it's, you know, it's pretty hot here, especially sometimes at night, it's still really hot. And if you're sitting around, you tell a ghost story at night, it's very scary, very spooky, and you shiver from fright, you're going to get a little bit cooler. That's why they tell ghost stories in the summertime, is to get just a little bit cooler. I feel that there's better ways to cooling down in summer than having to sit in the dark and listen to a ghost story. You know, I could actually kind of, I like that. I mean, I think if you listen to the ghost story, you get a little cooler. And then like I wrote in my podcast, listening to, not my podcast, my blog, listening to the sound of the wind chimes also gets you cool. 
So if you have the sound of the wind chimes and a ghost story, you've dropped a few degrees right there. So I think it could help. Especially with how hot it is right now. I think. It's been so hot lately. Yeah. So it was a short myth. The imagery was very confusing for both of us, I feel. It I... leaves a lot of questions that we will need to answer at a later date. So we're going to have to come back to this and look at it from the historical side of it, which hopefully will answer the questions Heather raised. But with that out the way, it is time for today's poem. All right. Who is it by and where is it from? Well, Thomas, today I have a poem from Yasumi Iroen. And it's from the, the Yoko Yojinshu. And what would the English for that be? So we have a translation、um, by William Scott Wilson called A Foot in Japan. Okay. And it is a diary, a travel diary, actually. It's from Yasumi Roen, and he traveled across Japan and wrote about his observations and advice and just all kinds of different things about traveling. And Thomas, since you're getting ready to go on your holidays,、uh, I found a poem for you. Now, it is just in English right now, but I will, for my、um, ghost story episode, I will be getting the Japanese for it. So,、okay. do something a little bit different. Everyone's going to get the English. And then, if you listen to the ghost story, I'll just do the Japanese, and you can do your own sort of Japanese translation. So, I get a little way to learn Japanese. Okay. Okay, so Thomas. On a long journey, don't take too much gear. Settle on just a few things. Take a lot, and you'll suffer in equal measure. <laughs> so, Thomas, for your packing, please be sure to pack light or you will suffer. I think that's good advice for anyone who is going on a vacation.、Um, but I showed you my suitcase earlier. We're okay, it's like half full. I'm leaving space to bring more history books back with me. See, so that's the part I'm planned in advance. Don't that's worry. That's the part I'm worried about is the coming back. Is don't take too much or you'll suffer. Get enough history books to satisfy your reading, but not so much that you suffer in case you have to get like stranded at an airport and have to cross with all your luggage. So take care. Be careful.、Okay. Save your back. So, this is episode nine. So, when we get around to episode 12, ask me if I came back in excess. <laughs> we'll figure out if I did. Because, as much as that poem makes sense, I probably will bring way too much back with me. You'll bring way back, bring <laughs> way back too much with you. I did the same thing. I brought back so many things. I think I was, oh yeah, I was over at the airport. I was over the weight limit. I would have had to pay an extra $100 for like five pounds.、Ooh. Um, which I don't know what that is in metric, so five pounds.、Uh, seven? No, wait. It's 2.2 pounds, so around 2.2 pounds per, per. Shall we Google it? The power of Google. It's around 11 kilograms, I bet. But Google it and see if my math is right. How many pounds?、Uh, five pounds. Five pounds to kilograms. 2.2. Oh my god. You are way off. <laughs> you are hardly over. And they were charging you $100 for that. Yes. And she was very <coughs> happy because sometimes they'll knock off. If you're just a little bit over, they'll they'll knock off the that little bit and just kind of be nice and just put oversized. She was not happy. She was going to make sure I, I I had to be exactly under the, I was it 30 pounds or. I forget how much the pounds was, but I had to be exactly under. I couldn't even be like 0.1 over. 
Like she was like staring at me, making sure I put everything out of my suitcase. She was not having a good day. I felt very bad for her. Poor woman. So be careful. Thank you for finding that poem very tailor-made to our circumstances. <laughs> so yes, enjoy your holidays and it'll be I lovely, will. lovely to podcast again with you when you come back. And I will miss you. I miss our, our calls each week. Yes. And again, everyone, thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it. Like we said, it's a shorter episode and the next two will be short. But once I'm back in Japan and back to my normal schedule, the episodes will go back to normal and they'll be like their normal half hour length. So please be patient with us. But we still hope this episode and the next two are still going to be interesting for you. Um, that's everything from me. What about you, Heather? Be careful on your trip. Don't pack too much. Don't suffer. Enjoy your time and make sure you relax and eat all the delicious food and drink all the tea that you can. I will definitely be eating all the food, especially the cakes when I go back to England. That's definitely going to happen. Cake back if you can. I'll try. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and thank you everyone too. We hope you enjoyed um, us in the same room as much as we enjoyed recording together. All right, guys. Speak to you next time. Bye. Bye. If you enjoy the Japan archives and have an interest in Japanese history and mythology, please be sure to check out our growing database over at historyofjapan.co.uk. We continue to add more to it every week, and you can find the show notes for every episode up on the website too. It's a large undertaking, so please be patient while we try to make a database which all Japanese history lovers can find useful. You can find us over on Twitter at A History of Japan. And if you're on Instagram, you can find us there at nexus underscore travels. That's N-E-X-U-S underscore travels. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to give us a rating and review over on iTunes. Right now, it's the best place to do so, and it helps us get the word out about this show. Thanks again for listening, guys. Until next time, bye.